Coming up on 5-Minute News. Speaker McCarthy searches for GOP votes to prevent US default. Elizabeth Holmes begins 11-year sentence for blood testing hoax. And police search for three gunmen who wounded nine at Crowded Beach in Florida. It's Wednesday, May 31. I'm Anthony Davis. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy worked strenuously on Tuesday to sell fellow Republicans on the debt ceiling and budget deal he negotiated with President Joe Biden and tried to win approval in time to avert a potentially disastrous U.S. default. Leaders of the hard-right House Freedom Caucus lambasted the compromise as falling well short of the spending cuts they demand, and they vowed to try to halt passage by Congress. A much larger conservative faction, the Republican Study Committee, declined to take a position, leaving McCarthy hunting votes. President Joe Biden says he feels very good about the debt ceiling and budget deal negotiated with McCarthy. Biden has been calling lawmakers before this week's votes in Congress to gather support and prevent the default. With tough days ahead, the Speaker urged sceptical GOP colleagues to look at where the victories are. Unhelpfully for Biden, he said of the Democrats on Fox News, there's nothing in the bill for them. Quick approval by both the House and Senate would ensure government checks will continue to go out to Social Security recipients, veterans and others, and prevent financial upheaval worldwide by allowing Treasury to keep paying US debts. The deal would restrict spending over the next two years, but it includes environmental policy changes and expanded work requirements for some older food aid recipients that Democrats strongly oppose. With few lawmakers expected to be fully satisfied, Biden and McCarthy are counting on pulling majority support from the political centre, a rarity in a divided Washington. Some 218 votes are needed for passage in the 435-member House. House Democrat leader Hakeem Jeffries said it was up to McCarthy to turn out votes from some two-thirds of the Republican majority, a high bar the Speaker may not be able to reach. Still, Jeffries said Democrats would do their part to avoid failure. Theranos founder Elizabeth Holmes entered a Texas prison yesterday where she could spend the next 11 years for overseeing a blood-testing hoax that became a parable about greed and hubris in Silicon Valley. The minimum security facility, where the federal judge who sentenced Holmes in November recommended she be incarcerated, is about 95 miles northwest of Houston, where she grew up aspiring to become a technology visionary along the lines of Apple co-founder Steve Jobs. As she begins her sentence, Holmes is leaving behind two young children, a son born in July 2021, a few weeks before the start of her trial, and a three-month-old daughter who was conceived after a jury convicted her on four felony counts of fraud and conspiracy in January 2022. She was free on bail up until Tuesday, most recently living in the San Diego area with the children's father, William Evans. 
The couple met in 2017, around the same time Holmes was under investigation for the collapse of Theranos, a startup she founded after dropping out of Stanford University when she was just 19. Holmes promised Theranos would revolutionize healthcare with a technology that could quickly scan for diseases and other problems with a few drops of blood taken with a finger prick. The hype surrounding that purported breakthrough helped Theranos raise nearly a billion dollars from enthralled investors, assemble an influential board of directors that include former presidential cabinet members George Shultz, Henry Kissinger and James Mattis, and turned Holmes into a Silicon Valley sensation with a fortune valued at $4.5 billion on paper in 2014. But it all blew up after serious flaws in Theranos' technology were exposed in a series of explosive articles in the Wall Street Journal. In 2018, she was charged by the US Justice Department with a litany of white-collar crimes in a case aimed at putting a stop to the Silicon Valley practice of overselling the capabilities of a still-developing technology, a technique that became known as fake it till you make it. Police yesterday launched a search for three suspects they believe to be the gunmen who opened fire along a crowded Florida beachside promenade on Memorial Day, wounding a one-year-old and eight others while sending people frantically running for cover. Hollywood police sought the public's help in identifying the gunmen who ran from the scene during the chaos of hundreds of people fleeing for their lives and diving for cover as shots hit bystanders. Two people involved in the altercation that led to the shooting have been arrested on firearms charges, police said. Five handguns have been recovered, with one of them reported stolen in the Miami area and another in Texas, they said. Police and witnesses said the shooting began as a group of people fought in front of a busy stretch of shops on the Hollywood Oceanfront Broadwalk at about 7pm on Monday. The shooting upended busy holiday weekend festivities at the popular beach destination where there was already a heavy police presence to oversee the big crowds. Floridians are able to carry concealed guns without a permit under a bill Republican Governor Ron DeSantis signed in April. The new law allows anyone who can legally own a gun in Florida to carry one without a permit. It means training and background checks are not required to carry concealed guns in public. Democrats and gun safety advocates, pointing to mass shootings in Florida like the massacre at the 2016 Pulse nightclub in Orlando and the deadly 2018 shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, say the new law will only make the state more dangerous. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate, delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.